show is about to start in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll be fine on the mountain. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Built by the Barnuminium Company, served by Chicken Cock Whiskey, and part of the Chief Sports Network. Juice Wells, all the way, touchdown Gamecocks! Pressure, Curly just dives in! All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barn Dominium Co., the thebarndominiumco.com, where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot. You got to live in the Carolinas and Georgia or in Tennessee. By the way, in South Carolina, the home base, as they call it up there in Duncan. JC knows a little bit about that, but they have offices down here in the low country and newly in Columbia. More on that down the road, but they build the most beautiful homes you could ever dream of. The barndominiumco.com. Signorama, of course, is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, and you will see their fine work on display as you do every single year. There is a reason why the University of South Carolina chooses Matt Vaughn and his team at Signorama in West Columbia, and it's because nobody does better work with better prices than they do. And if there's a problem, problems happen. They fix it. Remember the welcome home sign? That wasn't even their problem. It had nothing to do with it. But they had to go, they did what they were told. They had to go back and fix it. And they did. And at, you know, didn't make a big deal out of it, just got it done and can't thank them enough. We are served by chicken cock whiskey. And I gotta tell you something, guys. I did not realize that the chicken cock challenge would take off like it did on the app yesterday. I had multiple direct messages. Uh, there were, I think, four or five entries on the app of people who went out and bought a bottle of chicken cock. I saw a thread on the Big Spur last night, people just raving about the product. I boldly said yesterday, and JC and Phil, you both know damn well, if I said this, I better believe it because I am a Buffalo Trace guy. I have been for almost 10 years. They have taken that pole position in my ranking of bourbons. So, if you like it, if that's something you like to drink, whiskey, bourbon, this is a bourbon whiskey, that's Chicken Cock. And if you go to our app and click on that Chicken Cock Challenge button, you can find a location near you that sells it. Type in your address or wherever you are, and they'll tell you what it'll tell you exactly which stores in the area have it maybe give them a call make sure they haven't sold out so you're not driving all over mankind 
Uh, but it is fantastic stuff. Phil JC and myself, JB, here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. In less than an hour at noon, we'll be joined uh, by our friends from Park Avenue Sports, who have, of course, signed their deal with Carolina Rise, and they are in the business of helping athletes at the University of South Carolina achieve their NIL goals and dreams. Jeff Hoffman and Chase Bell. I think this is Chase's third or fourth appearance on the program. That's your third, yeah, third, third time we've had Chase on. First, uh, second time we've had Jeff. If I'm thinking correctly, uh, I don't think we've had Jeff yet. I think this might be Jeff's inaugural appearance. So, but he's got a lot to live up to because Jeff, Chase has uh, become a fan favorite around here. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, she, oh yeah okay, so, yeah, so we had Chance and Hillary on when yeah. they signed with the university. So, yeah, I think this is the first time we've had Jeff. Jeff's been on some other stuff, but um, talked to him last night. He's fired up about the appearance and a lot of good stuff going on with Park Avenue uh, and all that. Certainly, we have been honored and pleased to to fund that deal and Hope to continue. Got to continue to grow Carolina Rise to do it, but uh, we feel good about that too. And, uh, I, I, you know, what this does obviously is bring a lot of times transparency is a word you hear a lot with NIL across the country. And this gives fans some transparency. Uh, it, it lets you kind of see and dig into the weeds as far as what exactly they're doing, who they're doing it for, uh, who is uh, getting involved corporately you know, with brands and things like that. It's a, it's actual commercial NIL, like real, real stuff. Like what, what I think the, the rule was intended to be <laughs> with park. Yeah. And so, um, and uh, South Carolina is the only school in the country that really has something like this, a dedicated team of professionals that don't take fees from the players. And so that's uh should be an exciting conversation, but we, we got a lot of ball to talk to between now and then. So we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah, so I certainly can't wait for that. We also have our Wednesday Agree or Disagree segment back this week. Three loaded questions for Mad Dog and Schubert, and we'll see which side they fall on of those, and you all can play along with us as well. That's coming up here in this hour uh, as well. Thoughts and prayers to everybody in the Big Bend of Florida uh, as um, as uh, Hurricane Idalia has already JC, did he? I guess he. Okay. <laughs> JC has decided to, to take a quick. Do what? <laughs> the hurricane is affecting them up in Illinois. I don't know. I guess he, <laughs> he's, he's out of here. Um, but uh, thoughts and uh, certainly thoughts and prayers to everybody in the Big Bend, uh, west coast of Florida area. And then uh, certainly. Uh, the Panhandle, South Georgia, and then our friends here where I am on the coast of South Carolina as it makes its way up this way. Uh, it, it, it won't be too terrible when it gets here a little bit later on this afternoon and into this evening. Um, it's going to move through pretty quickly, but uh, certainly hope for safety and no damage and, and those type things for everybody out there that is uh, that is involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, to those that think it's fun to go out and swim and ride bikes and stuff through floodwaters, you're a moron. Don't be stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean, call, you know, do, you know, do you know how many people I know that are in Phil in search and rescue? I know a ton of them. You know how many idiots don't make the news, um, but they were morons and they decided they were going to go out and surf down the street 
and then you know something happened and they cut their leg open on a log that was floating through the street and they're calling for help because they thought it'd be cute don't be a moron just don't be a moron you're you're putting the first responders in danger at that point too so don't be so damn selfish that you're you know completely unaffected by what your actions are gonna you know cause for somebody else exactly don't be a moron um so uh you know i i just whatever but well but thoughts and prayers again are 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 certainly with um with with everybody out there and uh hopefully it all blows through here pretty quickly everybody's good to go and then we can all hop on the road collectively saturday friday and saturday and head up the road uh to charlotte for the big game this weekend between the tar heels and the uh gamecocks uh the nana's chat bo- uh chat box is open and we see a lot of you in there today certainly appreciate it uh bobby said morning boys picked up some of that hooch we were talking about yesterday we'll be cracking it on saturday that's fantastic uh really appreciate the support i know our friends at chicken cock do as well and um and it's going to be some good stuff hopefully to enjoy a fun game with and uh so we'll talk a lot about that ball game today we'll start to drift into tomorrow night's schedule as well phil i know everybody certainly is excited to see what the gators look like of course this storm is is kind of throwing some things off for them blowing through just above gainesville but uh, they've got to play utah and uh and it's going to be a challenge on the road at rice Eccles stadium in salt lake city i'm assuming they'll get out of there just fine i think they'll probably be flying out first thing friday morning so they'll probably be okay. Uh, okay Craig Adams, we're actually practicing in Texas. Uh, they might have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that they they made some type of plan for this thing. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, Craig asks, "Where is Chicken Cock Distilled? Paris, Kentucky. Uh, it is. Uh, it's up in Kentucky, but they're um, they're headquartered right here in Charleston. So we are." Uh, thrilled to be with them thomas uh, jb when we win saturday you have to go hatless the rest of the season you can't jinx us you know we'll see i um are setting a bit of a precedent here jb this is uh you know <laughs> well they blow them out on saturday after you haven't worn a hat all week you're gonna catch a lot of guff for uh throwing one back on <laughs> look i i um i learned a long time ago that i have nothing to do with the result of any of these games <laughs> right and uh, so I don't claim to be the uh, – so in 2019, Phil, when I had my show on ESPN, um, I – and I, I didn't think at the time that it was bold. I, I had looked at matchups, looked at matchups, looked at matchups, and and I correctly predicted that South Carolina would go into Athens and upset Georgia. And – but when I did that, we we used to do our picks on Fridays – and I, so I, I, I'm making my picks and my producer at the time, uh, Ted Byrne, who passed away a few years ago, unfortunately in a car wreck. Um, Ted was a, is a, was a big Georgia fan. And when we did our picks, he, you know, I said, Ted, who you got? And he laughed and he was like, well, I don't even know why we're picking this game. This is ridiculous. You know, Georgia, I don't know if it'll be a blowout, but it's really not going to be close. They're just way better. And I said, well, I, I think this is a bad matchup for Georgia. I, I think this is the that game that nobody's going to pay attention to, that it's a bad matchup, and here are my reasons why. And I laid them out, and he, was, and he said, you know, you, you okay, yeah, I can understand that. You would be shocked at how many phone calls I received about how 
how much of a homer I was and all this stuff. Keep in mind, I didn't pick South Carolina. I never have picked South Carolina to win every week. Um, I no. picked the game based on what I feel. And and I, I just, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, when Monday when Monday rolled around, I was right. And uh, so I couldn't wait to spend three hours inviting all the people. There's probably – I didn't even get to all the calls. But there's probably seven or eight phone calls that we took on the air. Literally, people call me an idiot. Man, this is, you're, you're an idiot. You're, you're an, an idiot. idiot. You're an idiot. I mean, seriously. I can't believe you'd even say something like that. I mean, that that what what are you watching? Have you watched these guys play? They're terrible. What you know? And I'm like, man, people are upset because I picked them to win. I never thought I'd hear the day. But anyways, so I invited all those folks to call back. Naturally, none of them did. Uh, it was all the people. Could, man, you're a genius. How would you know that's gonna happen? Yeah, that's right. You saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you were ready. You wanted all the smoke off of that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but here, look, there's there's a gloating way to handle things and a humble way to handle things. And, you know, I humbly said, you know, look, you know how many games I've been wrong about? So <laughs> none of this has to do with me. You know, I don't practice and I don't play. Um, so, but uh, we'll definitely pick the North Carolina-South Carolina game coming up on Friday here. Uh, we will have a, a a handful of picks to make for the weekend, and we certainly are looking forward to that. Trung is in the chat box today. Hey, guys, good morning. It's game week, baby. You got that right, no doubt. Some folks want me to put my hat on. My hair looks too good, guys. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You're looking very well put together. Yeah, I ain't doing that. No way. Mine too. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah, yours, too. yours looks better than mine does. <laughs> so uh, the, hat, the hat's going to stay off at least uh, – at least uh, temporarily. Matter of fact, I, I'll be honest with you. I was planning to wear a hat, and um, I left it downstairs and didn't feel like going down two floors to get to, to get it. <laughs> so, uh, Lance said, "Do we have the stones to pick the cocks to go into Athens and shock them again?" Lance, I'm I, I'm going to take the safe way out of that question. No chance that I'm going to even talk to, talk about that game. They play North Carolina this weekend. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. We got two weeks to we got two weeks to see what see how we feel on that that's, one. That's right. <laughs> Zach asked a, Zach asked a, uh, a an interesting question. Do you think that Utah will win versus Florida tomorrow? So here's look the the, the big uh, the big elephant in the room regarding this conversation, Phil, is the health of Cam Rising. Yeah. Um, you know, if he if he was a hundred percent healthy, I I don't even know that I I'm going to question the ball game. I I think that it's no nah, no they can't win. I think Utah will beat them at home, and I think they'll probably win by a couple of touchdowns. But you know, with the situation, he, he I I don't look. I don't think it's going to be a, a very pretty football game, to be quite frank. No, um, I don't like Graham Mertz. I don't care how they want to dress that up. He'll have to prove it. Uh, similar situation. Look, let me ask you this. If I ask you today, you get one, not not what we know about him now, not Anthony Richardson in the NFL. Okay, not that. You're going into 2022. That Anthony Richardson, right? Okay. We're, now we're going into 2023. You get the preseason version of Anthony Richardson. Or the preseason version of Graham Mertz. Who are you taking, Phil? 
I'm pretty sure you're going with, you know, Anthony Richardson in the preseason. Is, 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 is that even okay? Is, is that know? even would that even be a really a close decision? Like, are you <laughs> no. thinking about that? You're not thinking about that, right? Like it's Anthony Richardson, right? Okay. So so this guy. This guy goes in in the preseason last year. All we hear is Heisman, Heisman, Heisman. When I and I remember thinking to myself, no, well, now hold on just a second here. This kid's never been a full time starter in college football. What are we doing? Right? What are we doing here? Yeah. And and he goes out and he plays really well against Utah. They win the game, and that and and and. That that talk heats up, okay? And then he comes down to earth. And he can't figure it out the rest of the year, like consistently. He had his moments. There's a reason why he got drafted where he did. There's a reason why. I think he's a starting quarterback now in the NFL. I mean, there's a reason for all of that, and I get it. But, I mean, he couldn't figure it out in 13 games last year to be a consistent quarterback that would allow Florida to be – remotely close to the Florida that they expect themselves to be every year. And rightfully so. I get it because of their history. <laughs> why would we be buying into that for Graham Mertz? Yeah, why why is it all of a sudden different with what on paper looks like less of an athlete? Because <laughs> that was what Anthony what? Richardson was, was just, you know, this athletic guy who happened to be a quarterback. Um, Florida was running their offense like a high school last year where the most athletic guy on the team gets to be the one slinging the ball. And that doesn't necessarily work in college <laughs> because yeah. you don't have the time to develop this guy like you do um, when you're rolling the dice on him in, in Indy. What, what is – they've been – they've been – this has been – and I – look, it's the – I mean, you're not going to – did you hear what – Maurice Drayton said the other day, the Citadel's new head coach. Did you hear that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. He said they're not good. His own football team. He said, <laughs> not we're good. not good. To play they at this level, we're, we're not good. They said, who's your starting quarterback? Scott Eisberg asked him from Channel 4. Scotty said, who's your quarterback? We don't have a starting quarterback. I don't know who the hell to play there. They ain't, we ain't worth a damn. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, when I hope. Like, gen when do you ever hear that type of brutal honesty in the preseason? Sometimes it's not, it, sometimes it's reverse psychology, you know, like we're like Coach Holtz. Well, we're not, we're not any good, but that's really, that's not a message to the media. It's not a, me he might be talking to the media, might be talking to the fans via a camera and a microphone, but he's not talking to them. He's talking to his football team. Like, they're going to hear this and see it. They need to understand that this is how they're being perceived publicly. How are you going to – but he's an NFL guy. Maurice Drayton is a solid guy. He's an NFL guy. He's a straight shooter. We're not good. Okay, so this is not generally the time of the year, Phil, where, you know, you just dog your football team. You are going to dress things up. You want people to be excited. You don't want your fan base to think, geez, we suck before you even enter the first game. I get that. But like some of these narratives that have floated out of out of the Gainesville area, and I'd be interested. I, I some of the, the the opinions I trust the most, I haven't heard them, and that's my fault. Is I haven't I haven't actually seeked out some of that. Like Shane Matthews, for instance, um, who's who's very 
blunt, cut and dry, former quarterback at Florida, cut from Spurrier cloth, has a show. It's a good show. He's going to tell you what he thinks. And I appreciate that. Um, but some of these other guys, well, he, he, you know, Mertz, he, he actually, what we're hearing is he actually fits this Billy's Nap, uh, Billy Napier system better than you think. And here's yeah, why. He's a better fit for Napier than oh, yeah, Richardson was. And, and the guy that just went in the top five? Really? Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that is that on Billy or is that on the what? player? <laughs> I mean, get out of here with that. So it's interesting that some of these narratives around these schools, Florida being one of them, I think some of it is kind of North Carolina too, are just like like the, the national media are taking it that that hopeful stance heading into the season as if they were fans. Like it's the fans' perspective, you know. It's like, oh, I, I think we're going to do well. There's no reason we shouldn't because now we've got, you know. And they start talking themselves into these takes, and the next thing you know, you've said it on national TV, and you can't just back away from it unless you're going to be like, you know, well, I was an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> which is not something that they do very often. No, no. He's he look this kid. He, I mean, I, like Quantrell said, I feel like Mertz will be okay, not a game changer, but I don't know why people think he's got awful. Because, yeah, been good. And Quantrell, you're my guy. I love I love Quantrell. But he hadn't been any good. Like, go look at his numbers. They're not good. They're not good. He's thrown 26 interceptions, 22 in the last two seasons alone. So, Which is interesting because, you know, juxtapose that with the way they're talking about Rattler because everybody's pointing at, well, Rattler wasn't any good for the first part of the season. He made bad decisions, you know, this, that, and the other. And that's why he's not going to be, you know, anything this year. Yeah. But then on the other side of it, you're like, well, you got this unproven commodity in Florida that you're, you're like, hey, he's going to be good. He's the right fit. This is the guy that they've been waiting on. This is what they want. I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. No. It's, it's been a long <laughs> hey. off season. For some of these hey. folks, and they've had to find something to talk about. <laughs> That's right. And there you go, Quantrell. You just hit the nail on the head. You know, he said, I'm sure fans in Florida would have wanted Hartman instead. They did. They offered Sam Hartman after Mertz committed to the program. Yeah, right. So, like, Florida was like, well, we, we're, we're going to need to find somebody better than this if we can. There's got to be somebody out there, right? Well, they couldn't get him. And Jaden Rashada, the kid who's going to start at Arizona State this year, Mr. $14 million man at Florida, right? He was never getting a penny of that. Um, he would have been the starting quarterback if he was in Florida. It wasn't going to be Graham Mertz. So it had so had Rashada stayed committed, and so, well, uh, he was already signed, excuse me. What Had he stayed in school, quote, <laughs> and had they re gotten Sam Hartman, guess what? Graham Mertz is going to be your third-string quarterback, maybe. <laughs> Over a guy who's never thrown a snap or uh, never thrown a pass, never played a snap of college football, and then clearly would have been behind Stan Hartman, but so would everybody. Okay. You know, I, and I get that. I get that. So, anyways, enough about Florida. Uh, we uh, will we'll get to the Gators a little bit later on. The question was who, do, do, you know, who's going to win tomorrow night? I'm going to probably lean towards Utah winning the game. Um, simply because I think that, um, you know, they're four point favorites and, and being at home and, and I'll tell you, this sounds kind of, kind of goofy when I say it and I know we got to go to break here, but the elevation factor matters and, and you don't have to look a whole lot further than what happened to Missouri at Wyoming not long ago. 
Um, I remember a few years ago when South Carolina basketball went to play the Cowboys in, in, in Laramie, and I know we're talking about Utah, not Wyoming. Point is, it's still the it's still the uh, the upper Midwest or out west. And um, I remember my my father in law telling me, "Your Gamecocks are going to get beat because they don't they don't know how to breathe at this level." And there is a lot of truth in that. And so I, I think it's going to take the Gator boys a little while to get going. And I think I think it's going to be a very good football game, Phil. Um, so I'm going to go with Utah to win the game. And uh, to back up my point of how good of a game is it going to be, the over-under for an SEC team and a Pac-12 team. Think about this for a second. Tradition, Traditional scoring a lot of points, Florida Gators. Traditional Pac-12 scoring a lot of points, right? Yeah, Pac-12 SEC. We're going to see some woo, fireworks. Over-under. 43 and a half. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's just a function of the clock running after yeah. first downs. That's right. Some, <laughs> somebody's expecting either a 23 to 20 or a 24 to 20 type ball game. And, uh, and I don't know that it's going to look that good. So yeah, with, not. with that mad dog always looks good. He's got the razor working and the, uh, the, the, it is pouring out there. The uh, mad dog, the mad dog slick is happening here on a hump day. Stay safe as the hurricane makes its way through the southeast. We got to hit a timeout. We are teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. You wouldn't want to play golf in this weather, that's for sure. But when it clears up, you would. TravelingCountryClub.com. Forty-five courses to play in the Carolinas, north and south, from the mountains to the beach. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, for creating such a cool thing. If you're not a member, just head to the website, travelingcountryclub.com. See for yourself what I'm talking about. It is fantastic. It's the coolest club that I've ever been invited to be a part of and the only club as well. We'll be right back. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barn Doe Company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned and operated. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. 
From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, travelingcountryclub.com, travelingcountryclub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you in the first hour by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for all your Upstate residential real estate needs. Uh, I don't know if there's... about uh, tailgate attendance. All three of us will be... At yeah, we'll all be there. Tailgate event in Charlotte. Let, let, hey, let me in, mention in, something real quick, JC. There's a tornado warning here in Charleston County. And, uh, oh, oh God. Case, just in case it's it's where it is, it's not far from where I am, but it's not it's going north, so it's coming through the Hollywood Ravenel area. If you know anybody that is uh in that area and then going north of that, it's gonna drift up towards like the Somerville, probably St. George's area. Uh so if you got family down here, there it is 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 on the ground and moving. Um maybe just give them a heads up. Uh, coming off, of, it's come off of Young's Island, and it's moving up through Hollywood Avenue, and then up towards the Somerville area. I know most of our audience is not in that specific location, but if that little piece of information just helped one person right there, then we did our job. So, yeah. just want to make sure I pass that along. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with that, that that's serious stuff right there. And I know a lot of people in the in that area too, as well. Um, so, uh, prayers to you guys, and, and hope uh, you guys stay safe down there on the ground so yeah. uh sorry to inter- interrupt you there uh, no I, I was gonna make a joke so uh I'm oh glad go you for did. it oh, now would be a good did. time now would be a yeah, good time. you're like well we'll all be there and i, I was looking to reference that old saturday night live skit with like uh the an nba star minute bull uh, when he's on the cruise and it's like you get to dine with minute you get to play basketball with Manute. And then he goes, I'll be there. I'll so be there. Yes. I'll be there. And so I was going to go, I'll be there. I'll, NBA, be there. I'll be like an NBA superstar, Manute Bull. I'll be there. 
the things that pop in my brain. I apologize for for bouncing there. That was a. Uh, sometimes I'll get phone calls, and you guys know this that I can't quite miss, and I don't know why. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this particular person knows that I'm on a show from eleven to one, but uh, it was one had to do with the tailgate, Carolina Rise, and all that good stuff, and it was. We're just tying up some loose ends, so we're uh, we're uh, you know we're all systems go for this weekend, right? So I apologize for that. Oh, systems go. We we had um, and I we and I'll get to uh, agree or disagree coming up here uh, in just a little bit. There was a bunch of stuff there, uh, Phil, that I didn't get it. We didn't get a chance to get to just a little while ago. Um, well. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There we go. Uh, Clint kind of talking about the game this weekend. Uh, He thinks that the linebackers uh, versus May's ability to run is key. I wanted wanted to bounce uh, bounce off of that real quick because, you know, Shane Shane had a really good press conference yesterday, and I know that – and I'm so glad that he did it. Before Before I say what I'm about to say, I'm so glad that he did this. He he opened up with the press conference, and he said – I'm being honest with y'all. We didn't really have a good day of practice, and then naturally, three or four reporters thought that that was going to be the story, and they wanted to continue to ask the question. So, so do you need to? Do you, what's your motivation tactic to get up going? You know, and Shane is like, "Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't have to be Aeroparsegian. Like, if you're not ready to play, you're not ready to play. There's nothing I can say that's going to get you ready to play. It's freaking football. You know. I know he was probably wanting to claw his hair out." Because they wanted that to be the story. Well, the Gamecocks aren't ready for week one. I can't wait to write about it. Um, that's not the story, okay, uh, at all. It's football. You know what? They've been practicing for a freaking month. Not that it's an excuse, but they're going to have a bad day sometimes. That happens. And, uh, you know, so that's not the story. So anybody that tries to make it the story, disregard move on so hats off to shane for finally telling somebody 25 minutes into it hey guys this isn't that big of a deal we just had a bad day of practice okay it's not the story it hasn't been consistent it was one day i didn't like a couple of things problem solved it's over but to uh clint's point here about the linebackers shane did say something yesterday jc uh that correlates directly to that comment and I'm not sure if y'all caught this or not, but what he said was, if we can't stop or slow down the run, it's going to be a long day for us. And so let me loop one other little tidbit into that. We've talked around here for a few weeks. I've mentioned this a couple of times, um, and it's not like it's top secret information. All you takes is a simple Google search and you can put it together yourself. Uh, when they run the football well, starting with their quarterback, Drake May, which, which is what Clint in the chat box is saying here, they have the ability to at least successfully continuously move the ball down the field with his legs. When he runs it well, he throws it well. When he throws it well, they win. When he doesn't, they lose. But he doesn't throw it well unless that run game is clicking. And so you kind of add all that together in, in with what Shane said yesterday. And you, and you start to figure it out really quickly here. They, they they're not going to be able to stop the run. I, don't, I I'm not going to predict Carolina's going to stop anybody running the football until they actually stop somebody from running the football. It's been a while since that's happened around here. But if they can at least put some guardrails up and some speed bumps and slow the thing down, 
I think that that gives them a, a really good chance. Yeah, that's key to the game. I mean, you, you can't – and like I said, this is a different offense that uh, North Carolina is going to throw out there. I'm not saying they're not going to use tempo, uh, but uh, Chip, Chip Lindsey's more like Gus Malzahn than, than Phil Longo, who was kind of a hybrid air raid guy. Longo's system at its core is probably a little more like Lincoln Riley's. Um, where they do run the ball, but it's fast and, you know, they're going to chunk it all over the place. And, you know, there's a lot of air raid stuff. Uh, Chip, uh, I think, <laughs> keep in mind, these Malzahn guys, you never know. I mean, it, it's, uh, I think this year they're going to try to protect the defense a little more, which to me would mean getting Amari and Hampton going out of the backfield, British Brooks uh, as a big play speed guy. Uh, a lot of eye candy pre-snap. Uh, that's what Gus Malzahn does to you. You know, you would sit there and watch all that motion and eye candy. It's a real simple play, but you can get off your kilter and own your keister quickly if uh, if you don't uh, read your keys as a linebacker. And that was a struggle at linebacker. You know, it's been a kind of a struggle at linebacker here for you know the last two years. Uh, is either guys athletically weren't able to recover uh, if they made an inevitable fault step or something, or they just, you know, weren't experienced enough to not get out of position. So linebackers staying in the gaps, gap integrity, you've heard, that's a Will Muschamp gap control, gap integrity thing. Uh, you hear that, people make fun of it, but that's true. And that's, that's going to be a huge key to this game on defense for South Carolina is – you have to you, – you cannot let them uh, trick you, fool you. And, and then you got a guy like British Brooks who's a sub-4-3 guy on, yeah. a bu- on a bubble motion taking a pitch and going 70 yards. You know, you can't – you just cannot have that. Uh, run fits, Jan says in the chat box. So, yeah, <laughs> run fits. Run I know fits. everybody – but, hey, that, that's a thing. That's a true yep. thing. So uh, – and that's not just D-line. That's D, that's linebackers as well, safeties. Um they all have to do it. So Shane's absolutely right in the fact that if they don't, if they can't stop the run, it's going to be a long day, uh, and it will be because I, I just you know, you, you, I think a shootout favors North Carolina uh, sure. in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I, fair, I, I fair to think that, and I you know, and Chris Phillips uh, on Spurs Up Show, he he says, well, everybody's predicting a shootout, but he, he doesn't necessarily agree with it. I'm kind of with him. I I don't know that. These offenses are just going to go up and down the field uh, on on each other's defense all night. But uh, maybe so. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure it'd be a fun game to watch. But uh, it's uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, Shane's absolutely right because I think what North Carolina's going to try to do, especially because they're kind of they still have some questions in the secondary. They're going to, you know, I I think if I were them, I'd just try to run it and uh, stay on the field and keep Spencer Rattler on the sidelines. You know, so he can't hurt you. And that's. uh, that's my anticipation as to what they're going to do uh, with this new offense. There was um, no, I, agree, yes. yeah. I think bowl control is imperative for North Carolina, uh, especially if, I mean, whether or not Tez Walker is approved to play from the NCAA, yeah. I, I don't think they want to, I don't think they want to start throwing it all over the yard. I think that's going to get them as interestingly as it sounds out of rhythm because uh, you've got, some proven guys in the South Carolina secondary who we know can cover and are disruptive in the passing game. So 
Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to get behind. They definitely don't want to get down early from a North Carolina no. perspective, because I don't think they can climb back in it. Yeah, I, it's there's there are a lot of knowns and a lot of unknowns in this game. I I, I saw somebody earlier. I think I don't know who it was who mentioned a, a question that Gene asked yesterday about Lincoln Riley, but uh, from Xavier. Um, our guy up in Washington, Xavier. You don't have to deal with hurricanes up there, man. Um, but I, I, I will, I will, uh, I will say this though. Gene Sapikov also, I think, yesterday asked the most unique question in the entire press conference because he, just a couple of weeks ago, Dowell mentioned how uh, how much af- affection he had for Steve Spurrier as a play caller. And he asked Shane yesterday, do you see any similarities in what Dowell does? Not nec- not to Steve, the man. There is no, but there's only, as Shane put it out yesterday, there's only one head ball coach, okay? There is not another yeah. head ball coach. That's not true. and There will never be another head ball coach. There's only one. But but just in, in the, uh, JC, as you've talked a lot about around here, Having a nobody had a better feel of calling a game than Steve Spurrier. I mean, he literally would throw everything out the window, grab a piece of paper, and draw plays on the sidelines based on what he was seeing. It was amazing, and that was really more the question that that Gene was asking Shane yesterday. Do do you see that feel in Dowell? Uh, you know, being being a guy who worked under under Coach Spurrier, and I was a little surprised that Shane answered it the way he did. He he said he did. Um, now. You have to be careful, right? When you when you when you hear that response, you can't invoke the name of the head ball you, coach. Yeah, right. you you, you got to be careful, and, and you you got to understand that, that, that that's going to be interpreted, and it's going to be interpreted entirely differently than how the question was asked and and what your answer was intended to be. But but you know, understanding it from a football standpoint, Phil and JC, excuse me, Mad Dog, I don't want to upset you. Um, you know, if this guy has a feel. With the talent we knows there, he'll be able to create ways that offset some of those deficiencies that they might see early in the year, like cohesiveness on the offensive line, getting your running backs kind of into their groove. And so Steve was brilliant at that and giving guys time to settle in and figure out who they who they were going to be and what they were capable of doing. Yeah, I, I you know, hey, look, if, if he's as good as let's say let's say he's as good as Bobby Petrino, I'd take that. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to be Steve Spurrier, I, I don't think, but uh, and man, you know, how about that interview with Perry? You guys that maybe missed Perry last week, we we got into some head ball coach talk about like his process and it was stuff I didn't really know, uh, you know, and I, I've kind of I, I read everything on Spurrier, I can, I've read his playbook before it's online, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, but I, uh, I, you know. You just you don't know, but you know. Then again, hey, let's say Steve Spurrier coached twenty years in the NFL with the franchises Dowell Loggins coached with, uh, with the players Dowell Loggins coached. Would his results have been any better? <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, judging by what happened with the Redskins, where they didn't have personnel, and so, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean that that's that's not something that's uh, it sounds crazy when you say it, but it's not something that, you know, you can say, well, no, look at his 20 years in the NFL. They all, they were bad offenses or whatever and say, oh, well, 
you know, because the head ball coach went to the NFL two years, struggled mightily, came back, and, um, you know, that uh, 05 season, he was dialed in. I mean, that team really had no business winning five games, much less seven. And they beat Tennessee, they beat Florida, uh, went on a win. Where they were daggum missed extra point at Georgia early in the season away from uh, winning the East. <laughs> yeah. What if that had yeah. happened? Yeah, they, they could have done that if they'd have won that Georgia game. So um I uh yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I I, I I hope I was talking to somebody yesterday about Coach Loggins and, and sort of how good is he really? And, and there's a lot of confidence in his ability to go out there and call a game. Um there's a lot of talk about there's a lot of pressure on him this game. I, I don't I don't think he there is. I, I this is a guy that's done it at the highest level for years. I don't think he's going to sit there and get rattled and go, Oh my God. Oh, college football. What are the fans going to think of me? I don't think he cares about any of that. Um, uh, I, I think that's, a, there's a lot of pressure that I think the fan base puts on itself because he wasn't the Garrett Riley name or whatever higher. Uh, that doesn't mean he can't be very effective. And um, that is interesting about Steve. Can, Spurs. I, can I, I ask, like that. can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. I, I, I thought about this this morning. This is not a prediction of mine in any way, shape, or form. I asked it to somebody, and they couldn't come up with somebody. We've seen a lot of collegiate offensive coordinators go to the NFL, and it, and it didn't work. Have you ever seen an NFL offensive coordinator come to college, and it just didn't work? I mean, flat out didn't work. Not that they didn't have some things they had to work on. Uh, just so flat out didn't work. Some, I'm trying to think. Uh it's I've seen it on, I saw it on defense. Steve Wilkes had a terrible defense at Missouri. But when you get as complex on defense as they do in the NFL or college, you're screwed. We just talked yeah. about linebackers and keys and reading your keys and stuff like that. You're That's why Missouri was terrible because they – I mean, I think we all see now Missouri has pretty good personnel defensively. But that that terrible huh. streak they went on, Steve Wilkes was just messing up. Steve Wilkes was a pretty good coach, right? Yeah. Interim coach of the Panthers, very well respected at that level. Offensively, I'm, I'm trying to think of guys that have come. Sa- Saunders said the guy that was at Kentucky last year, Rick Scangarello. Scan- Scangarello. But was he a play caller in the NFL, or was he know. like um, a Marcus or like a like a Liam Cohen who wasn't really the play caller? Yeah, I'm just like so I would need I, to look I, that. You know, I mean, only or you know, Cohen. See, with most of, I'm not sure. Most mm-hmm. of the guys are like guys like Joe Brady, who Joel Brady, Joel Brady. Averaged below. Anyway, no, uh, he was who, who, he was the he was the quarterback. Oh no, that's okay. So he was uh, well, he was the OC for the Broncos in 2019. Okay, so he did call him. So he had one year, one year. But but you know, I I think the Kentucky guy's problem was a lot like the problem around here. It, it just got too daggum complex, and uh, and then they didn't have an offensive line, and blah blah blah. I mean, there there are a lot of issues there. Uh, so like so Charlie Weiss, right? When That's he came, who I was thinking. Yeah. When he came back, uh, and he, of course he had Brady Quinn to run his system, <laughs> pretty dang good play caller when he had a quarterback in college. Uh, eventually, it wasn't. It didn't work, you know, because and so there's that example. I just, you know, there's just not been a lot of guys. I mean, it, it, Dowell is a very unique situation in that. Yep. You know, he had all this OC experience. Well, then he go. He kind of came back to college and worked his way back up. You know, he went and well, he was the analyst under Yurchich and, and for James Franklin at Penn State before the tight ends job at Arkansas. And now 
here he is as an OC. And so, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a very unique situation. I think you hope based on what you hear that, uh, things are good. I mean, I I look at the spring game tape too, guys. What about Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien called the plays for the Texans, right? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was the head coach, but he's also the chief play caller. Yeah, and he also called plays at Penn State when they had half a roster and he won six games. So, right. yeah, Bill O'Brien was not bad at Alabama, Carolina. But again, though, another unique situation. It's not. It's yeah. not like this happens all the time. Oh, Sarkeesian uh, bounced back and forth. Remember, he was with the Falcons and then bounced back to Bama. Yeah, um, but he has. Sark he didn't. Did he he didn't fail at all at the collegiate level. Neither did O'Brien. Again, they were at Alabama. I mean, you know, but yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not I'm not buying the Bill O'Brien was bad at Bama thing. He, he wasn't Sarkeesian, but what? No, I, I don't. Their Somebody offense said that? set records. Yeah, here in the chat box, Carolina Titan. Uh, their fans may have grumbled a little bit because they're not winning every game a hundred to nothing, oh. right? Whoa! <laughs> but Dude, you know, their offense uh, was unstoppable. Yeah, I mean O'Brien. O'Brien's a good example of that. And and see, the good thing about him too, because uh, I kind of had a connection out there. Uh, Tell me that, you know, because in talking about the offense at Carolina last year, O'Brien scaled that thing back. I mean, they did like maybe 10, 15% of what they did with yep. the Texans. And, you know, and yep. that's kind of what you have to do. And, and the, the encouraging thing about Dowell Loggins and why I don't think we're going to run into this, you know, cluster, you know what, of, of an offense that, you know, nobody can understand is that he's emphasized simplifying. And he's he, every time he talks, he talks about it. Every time the players talk, they talk about it. Uh, they, I mean, th- there's been no like, oh, we got to learn the playbook better. You know, it's all about fitting what you fitting what you do to what your players do, rather than the other way around. It's about players, not plays. And uh, so, I, I have a lot of confidence that I don't know if they'll go up and down the field or not because the, there's another team there, right? But uh, I, I have confidence that you're going to see a, a at least a, a a cohesive attack plan on Saturday night. And heck, if he is Steve Spurrier, then uh, the Gamecocks won the offensive coordinator lottery this past off season. And uh, a lot of people, including myself will be eating a lot of crow because I, I'll admit at the beginning, I wasn't all that fired up about it and all that, but, you know, so we'll see. Electric bikes of Charleston powers inside the Gamecocks to show. Got to hit our final time out of hour one. Hang tight. We'll be right back. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Cole Joel here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. 
Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. For chicken cock, we get a medium to medium plus toast, the char level. We use a number three level char. If you char it too deep, you start burning away some of those flavor components that you just created. If you just char a barrel and you don't toast it, you're going to create some of those flavors just on a thin layer just inside the char, but not the actual depth and full extent of flavors uh, that you're going to get if you toast it properly. All those elements, that's exactly what they do. They boil down to great flavor. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. Go Gamecocks. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Everybody, inside the Gamecocks show, brief final segment of the first hour here. Little update: twelve oh five is when we're expecting our friends Chase and Jeff from Park Avenue. So, yeah, look forward to that. They've, they've got uh, quite a few, um, uh, quite a few uh, deals. I think that I haven't even. I don't even know if they've been announced yet. So we'll see if we can get a little bit of an update on that. Uh, here shortly but it is game week so i it, it probably feels like for for the folks at uh, park ave that they um all that hard work kind of they're gonna finally come into fruition here they're yeah, gonna you know. they're gonna be at the tailgate too and uh bringing um two special guests Prince. very special guests very <laughs> special guests uh including one maybe from the other side so that's that's uh, all right that's all right you know but uh yeah it's uh yeah, Man, it doesn't even feel like game I mean, I got to get on a plane tonight. Yeah, you do. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I'm like uh, sitting here. I've got like well, a mound of – You're flying mound. into Charlotte, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that might be delayed. Just yeah, so I, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> flying into Charlotte, back out of Atlanta on uh, next Tuesday. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you better monitor closely because uh, – it's going to be this evening that the winds will really kind of be coming through. So we'll see if that oh, plays geez. or not. Great. Yeah. I love turbulence. Well, I don't think that they're going to fly into the hurricane. The house. Man, I just, uh, I get nervous on a plane as it is, man. So it's, uh, it's crazy, but, um, yeah. So I'll be uh, live from my hotel at the country Inn and suites near the Charlotte airport tomorrow. <laughs> That's 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 just I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's like live from the 
the Hilton Garden Inn at the uh, downtown airport boulevard. You know, it's like well, it's like those it's like those all like uh, uh, I guess those presentations, the, the motivational speakers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm speaking at the Hilton at the airport. Twenty five dollars, get in, and it'll change your life. Uh, well, van down by the river. <laughs> I live in. Right. Watch you freaking uh, dog. <laughs> oh gosh, Dad, is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Yeah. Oh, a writer. You're always <laughs> live from the Cinerama Studios. Don't forget that. <laughs> I love. I love. Uh, yeah, I've called Cinerama. So, they're everywhere you want to be. That's somebody else. They're, that's what mobile studios are for. Yeah. So I, got, I was at Sinorama Studios North. I'm at right now. And uh, I guess we well, in Studio Charlotte, you know, this week. And um, and then uh, next week, toward the end, Studio South in Columbia. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be like that for a few days. So. Anyway, yeah. yeah, a couple of a couple of things announced yesterday, and I know we got it. We got a we got about thirty seconds of the music comes on here, but uh, Darius Rucker singing the national anthem uh, before the ball game on Saturday night. Uh, still TBD on the special guest pickers for college game day, and um, we are looking forward to hearing who that is going to be as well. Got a decent idea of who that might be, so. We'll wait to see what that looks like in the next couple of days. Uh, and again, that is a 7:44 kick time coming up on Saturday night. If the Gamecocks win, they will be eight and two in their last ten ball games versus North Carolina. Uh, an hour or two after we speak with Chase and uh, Jeff, we will get into our agree or disagree segment. Uh, Phil and JC with a couple of little questions. They either agree or disagree with the statement. Uh, so we'll get to that here in just a little while. And then a reminder that um, that uh, tomorrow night is really the uh, it's the first of five straight days of college football. And I know that everybody is talking about Utah and Florida, uh, but you got Nebraska and Minnesota playing tomorrow night. We're going to get our first look at Missouri tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on the SEC Network. They play South Dakota to win the game, but we at least get to see what they look like. Uh, in that game as well. And NC State, by the way, is at Pratt-Whitney Stadium in East Hartford, Connecticut to take on UConn. Talk about scheduling games you don't need to schedule. Why? Why are they playing that game? Why are they playing that game? And then one other quick nugget on the uh, schedule tomorrow night. First of all, uh, 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 Georgia State and Sean Elliott, they'll open up the season at 7 on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to support a great South Carolinian there in Coach Elliott, and then uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow night, uh, Southern Utah and Arizona State. Why is that important? It's not, except for the fact that Jaden Rashada is the starting quarterback. We'll see if he's worth $14 million or not. Yeah, and screw the NCAA for banning the Sun Devils from a bowl. Because yeah. uh, because Herm Edwards' rogue staff violated the BS COVID protocol uh, or whatever. I mean, that, why punish? I mean, Arizona State has like seventy percent of their roster is new, and they got a new coach, a new regime. Uh, their administration sucks, by the way. Their AD sucks. Yeah. Uh, their president sucks. So uh, I, I'm ticked off. I'm a closet Sun Devils fan. So I'm, that, that just pisses me off. Well, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on, as they say. Uh, it won't piss you off, though. Uh, to listen to Jeff Hoffman and Chase Belt talk about what Park Avenue is doing for Gamecock student-athletes. They're up next. We are served 
by Chicken Cock Whiskey. ChickenCockWhiskey.com. Make sure you've downloaded the Chief Sports app and you can find everything there, including our Chicken Cock Challenge, which is up and running and active. Uh, check that out and participate. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style. In seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. <laughs> This crowd, the atmosphere that's going to be in that stadium, ready to explode just as they do each time. Their fighting game talks are introduced. And so this frenzied crowd ready for the kickoff. And the raid breaks out of Columbia. And what you're about to see is a spectacle unto itself. Let's enjoy. All right, final hour inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Dominium Co. The Barn Do Co. is there called. The Barn Dominium Co.com is who, where you can go to call to build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot if you live in the Carolinas in Georgia or in Tennessee. Football season has finally arrived, and I know that these folks are as happy as the rest of us. Jeff Hoffman and Chase Spelt from Park Avenue joining us to tell us about the hard work they've been doing to get us this far. And I know they're excited to see some of their student athletes who have signed some of these great deals out on the field performing in the Queen City in just a couple of days. Good afternoon. How y'all doing? Doing great. Doing great. Chase, it's good to see you again. Jeff, We this is my first time at least meeting you. I know you know JC. But yeah. thank you so much for joining us. And, yeah, pleasure um, to be on. Thank you, guys. I mean, let, let's just let's just, you know, before we get into the details – Let's just let's hear the excitement. I mean, it, it, we're we're what seventy two hours from game day, and it, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I think it, and part of the excitement for us is this part of the season from a brand and commercial advertising standpoint is is really what kicks off a ton of opportunities. So, you know, JC and I have had this conversation. One of the the biggest uh, advantages to, to Park Avenue and the partnership with Carolina Rise is that, you know, you have a focused media effort and you have Park Avenue with a commercial NIL. And, and at a time where brands are so hyper-focused on what's coming up this weekend. So Chase and her team have, have you, know, you know, brought together uh, over a dozen new opportunities across gender, across sport, just in the past month. And I think it's a testament to how Park Avenue is being able to, to bring in commercial uh, deals uh, on top of collective opportunities. So, you know, the net of that is, is yeah. you know, tremendous recruiting advantage that, um, you know, really is, is hard to replicate. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to continue driving that home. Yeah, you make a good point there about recruiting. I mean, that's uh, that's something that, that I think is very unique about Park Avenue, and in, in, in the sense that you know, there's a lot of collectives, and there's a lot of you know, quote unquote, nil money out there. Uh, and South Carolina is no different. But when, when you can sell brands, national brands uh, that uh, are interested in student athletes, you know that that obviously does have to have a, a positive impact. Uh, on recruiting, like when Nick Harbor signs with Beats by Dre, the minute he sets a foot on campus, that that has to have a positive impact, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think Nick is is you know one being a dual sport athlete, and you know you take a Nick Harbor and um, uh, he had an opportunity to go to any school you know he wanted in the country, um, and let's just use as a proxy in the conversation. Let's say he wanted to go to Oregon. And I believe Nike participates heavily with Oregon. Um, and his decision came down to, to South Carolina, Oregon, and he chose South Carolina. Um, and, and dollars being equal, the big game changer was Park Avenue, the ability for brand commercial NIL um, and, and to have his support, you know, with Chase's team, um, free and non-exclusive. So you have a Nick Harbor, who's one of the most sought after athletes that gets professional representation off the bat. So that nets, you know, opportunities like Beats immediately, um, you know, so, so Nick is, you know, and once Nick starts playing, we see that, you know, uh, expressed on the field, it's only going to be an exponent. So um, it's a tremendous advantage, both in the recruiting as well as just the commercial space. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to add, a lot of people don't realize this about Oregon because you brought that up. There was NIL money in place, but that wasn't necessary. That wasn't a marketing deal with Nike he was offered out there. That was that was just more the Oregon collective that Phil Knight's kind of a part of or whatever. So uh, I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, he would have, you know, been starring in the commercial uh, with that song from the, the Verve Pipe or whoever, <laughs> you know, with the running and stuff, but that wasn't the case. And you guys were able to get him some, you know, legit national branding right off the bat that even if he'd gone to Oregon, probably he doesn't get. Yeah. 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 And another thing, too, I think is the creative aspect of having someone working for you all the time and thinking on their toes, thinking creatively. We actually just signed another deal with Nick that is with a brand who is in the running space. So we obviously reached out for Nick because of track and they're getting into the football space. So it just worked out to where he's a dual athlete where we can kind of leverage both. So during football season, he's going to be doing one thing for the brand. And then in the spring during track season, he'll be doing something different. They're creating packaging with track on it, one with football on it. So they're using both, but that wouldn't have come to life if he didn't have people on his team working for him, actively reaching out 
doing the research on those brands that are trying to market, just don't know how exactly to do it, um, and presenting them with the creative, ready to go, the athlete, and a manager to help handle all the details. You know, you know, guys, uh, one of the things I think that uh, has gotten lost in this conversation um, since NIL has kind of come to the forefront of college athletics is what NIL kind of used to be and the people that were involved in it and then what it is now with professionals like yourselves who uh, your job every day is to be the best that you possibly can for whichever student athlete you're representing and whatever negotiation that may be or opportunity that's in front of them. And what I'm getting at here is the the formerly kind of slimy side of this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, because there used to be – you couldn't do any of this stuff. You could only do it all under the table kind of, and you had to figure out how to skate by and, and cut deals. And, and we, we knew what was going on. You had to be able to prove it, but you knew what was going on. So I guess my question uh, to, to the both of you is, how do you go about earning the trust of a family uh, who is going to send their son, going to send their daughter to an institution? And you know that over the last few years, they've heard every pitch out there, or at least a lot of them. Um, oh, well, let me tell you what I can do for your kid. Let me tell you what I – how do you overcome that to where they trust you when, when their son and daughter is on campus at South Carolina that you're going to follow through with what exactly you said you were going to do versus what maybe they have been told or maybe even lied to about in the past. Yeah. I think for us um, in this business, it's all built upon reputation. So in, in with NIL came a flood of new um, uh, opportunity and characters into, into the business. Um, you know, our, our business is, is supported by a holding company uh, ESM that supports, you know, the highest profile athletes across professional sports um, so we, we have a bit of an advantage in that space, particularly for Park Avenue, going into those conversations and saying uh, we rep- represent, you know, you know, 10 to 15 percent of the starting quarterbacks in the league or, you know, any given Sunday representing 18 to 20 percent of the starting running backs. That makes it a very, you know, advantageous position to go in and say, we do this, we do it at a very high level and we're going to do it for your your child. And, and then, of course, you know, with experience. Um, uh, agents like Chase and, and Natalie and the folks on the team that, you know, have done the deals with a variety of different athletes to go in and say that to, you know, a mom, a family member. It makes it um, um, you, you build that that rapport almost instantly because your reputation precedes yourself. Uh, now, I know yeah. Chase spends a lot of time talking to a lot of athletes, uh, a yeah. number of you know, hours of the night and then even moms and dads. So um, I'll, I'll let you yeah, that. I think there's. I mean, two other things would just be accessibility. I know a lot of the time people have a great pitch, but then from there, where does it go? And I speak to parents probably every single day. Um, As long as they want to talk, they have my cell, they have my email, can always get in contact with me, can always ask me questions to help, and I'm always willing to help. So I think that's one thing that's big is having that trust where they can call me, text me, I'll be at service whenever they need. And then another thing too would be when we're pitching these athletes or meeting with the parents, we show all of the data behind why we're going to work so hard for your child to get a deal or work with B company because here's what the data shows. It shows that their audience is way more likely to purchase from a company. So that's who we're going to go after. So there's a reasoning behind every deal we procure, every brand we reach out to, and every athlete that we recruit. Um, it's not just at random. We put a lot of thought and research into it. So I think presenting that to the families and showing them that there's a lot of work put into this means a lot as well and gives us that more trust. Yeah. I would, I would just 
you know, Adam, that the point of being intentional and purposeful about the marketing and not just being a catcher's mitt for opportunity that may come in from, you know, uh, just for, for, for existing. I think what you have to do, particularly in, in athlete representation or high profile talent, is you need to do a very deep dive into what type of influence do they provide? What does their audience look like? Who are they most apt to influence for a brand? And then you can go in in a very proactive manner and, and address, you know, chief marketing officers, VPs of marketing and say, this athlete has this audience and they're much more apt to buy your good or service, um, which mitigates your risk to go into a partnership. It's very different than sitting there and waiting and saying, hey, where can I put an opportunity rather than I'm going to put the right athlete in the right position? Because what we want to do at South Carolina is we want these opportunities to be uh, uh, annual and uh, replicate. So as we have the athletes come through, that brand part participated with us. It was executed at an, uh, on a very high level. Um, it was monetized at the best possible market value. And they sold whatever that was, you know, uh, shoes, mattresses, cars, whatever that might be based upon that partnership. So then they come back next year and they come back the next year. So commercial NIL should be an annual opportunity, not something that comes in and out of the program. We want to replicate this time over time over time to make sure, one, that it's sustainable um, to offset any other collective NIL uh, opportunities, but also just so that as the athletes come in that are looking at, at, at South Carolina, recognize that there's a tremendous amount of commercial value here. Um, when they come to school. So so it's fair to say that y'all are also still kind of in the data building stage for the future of, of this partnership with with Carolina. You know, I, it sounds to me like the hope is, and it sounds like it's, you're going to get there pretty quickly, within a couple of years, you're going to be able to pr present the information that you've got from the last two years to say, hey, look, guys, you know, these are the opportunities that we afforded these student athletes. Here's the success that everybody had. This is what I can get you in for it. And, and, you, you've kind of been building that to this point, right? And then now the next thing is being able to trans, translate or transfer that information to future athletes to be able to step into those those roles and shoes. A hundred percent. That is That's that awesome. is the, the intention entirely is that commercial NIL, South Carolina is something that's managed at a very high level that, the, you know, to Chase's point, the creative execution, you'll see, you know, the content that's pr produced on, on our athletes' behalf is, is – is far greater than, than our competition. Um, and again, that's due to a professional management of, of how we're executing that as well as how those deals are procured, what the output should be, um, and making sure that we're not burdening the athletes, you know, go do what they need to do, which is, you know, in this <laughs> specific conversation is, uh, you know, football or basketball or baseball or track and field or tennis. tennis. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Chase isn't out there in the middle of practice going, uh, Shane, I've got to have him for photos over here. It's it's eleven fifty five. It's come close. It's come close. It's come really close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get in and get out. Um, so, so Juice Wells, uh, obviously, the name. Uh, I think the name is awesome uh, and definitely brandable. But he's a heck of a player. Uh, the deals just keep rolling in for him. Uh, you yeah. know, kind of talk about his experience with you guys because I. I would think, you know, maybe Nick during his career would, would catch Juice as far as, like, number of deals. go. But right now, Juice is the leader probably in the country <laughs> in terms of uh, real commercial NIL opportunities. Uh, talk about him and, as a client and, and, and some things maybe that you got coming up for him and uh, sort of how it's been the journey with the Juice Wells uh, commercial NIL situation at Carolina. 
Yeah, he has a lot going on. Um, so much so that right now I'm not taking on any more opportunities for him at this very second until we can get some things off his plate. Um, because he has so much demand that it's just his schedule's crazy. School started, football, um, his foot, obviously he's still working on. So a lot of things going on, but he's great. I mean, he wants to do the best he can and football's his number one priority. So marketing always comes second, but he's always willing to hear out any opportunity and see what the opportunities would be with certain brands or certain creative strategies. Where I'm actually going to be down there tomorrow with him. So we'll be shooting something new tomorrow that'll be coming live soon. Um, but yeah, he has I'm literally so much going on that it's too much right now. Um, but it's all good things and having too much is better than not enough. Yeah, I think that's also another testament to, to professional representation um, at this level you're able to bifurcate between a, you know, monetizing your, your name, image, and likeness, as well as what your, your job is. And, and, you know, that's to get an education and play football at the highest level. And to have, you know, Chase Belts out there, you know, representing you have that is, is a tremendous advantage for your career. That somebody say, hey, let's hold up. You know, you're, you're, you're very well marketed. You're, you know, monetized at a very high level. Um, let's be patient on the opportunities and let's focus on football. Uh, that is a um, a very high level of support that I don't know of another university that has that. I, I was going to ask you specifically about the university. I just saw a minute ago in the chat box, Hillary's in there today, and and she is oh, Hill Dog. I love it. She, she's so sweet and very good at what she does, as y'all well know. Uh, walk us through a little bit, if you can, um, your experience with the leadership at South Carolina. Uh, you don't have to tell us anything about the Carolina Rise guys. We know JC, and that's old news. Yeah, uh, I'm just kidding, JC. But like specifically at Carolina, Hillary Chance, Coach Tanner. Um, I've known Coach Tanner for ever. You know, these this is a new world for everybody, right? And Coach Tanner's kind of an old soul. You know, he probably never dreamed when he was coaching baseball he'd have to deal with NIL like he's dealing with it now as the leader of the of one of the finest universities in the country um what's it been like to deal with that team how do they how do they how do they work how do they embrace it yeah can i go first yeah i love the question um i come from a creative background so so the notion of innovation and being brave and bold and how you think is critical to to driving success hillary and chance are some of the most brave and innovative thinkers um uh in, in collegiate sports um and when you are presented with an opportunity to, to unthink how, how you know, uh, uh, NIL is, is working within your organization and to be able to navigate that um, with all sorts of regulations and opportunity, I think it would be, I would be remiss to say how incredible they've been to work with. Um, I think we're extremely fortunate in South Carolina to have people that think that way, particularly at a time where you could, you could, you know, you could hold your, your, your cards to your chest and just be like, hey, I'm just going to wait and see how this thing all shakes out. That is not how the University of South Carolina behaves or acts. And I don't think that's how we're going to continue to gain you know, advantages. So um, how has it been? Uh, it's been terrific to work with them. I think um, they continue to challenge how do we position ourselves um, to not only just be you know, at the top of the list, but lead the way, not just in the SEC, but in the country. And I think, it's again, it's a testament to what a, you know, uh, the thinking of a park app, how it formulates, how does it work, how does it activate, how does it evolve? Um, so, you know, we're representing folks across gender, across sport and, and, you know, how do we make sure that media exposure and partnerships with folks like Carolina Rise 
are brought into the fold. Um, it's that that partnership has been you know very advantageous to see both Parking and Carolina Rise come together because media. The more we share, the more the advertisers see, the more opportunity and marketability we have. So all of this is is uh, uh, you know a, a very uh, unique and innovative way to think about the business. And I think Hillary and Chance, and particularly and Ray, you know, uh, Coach was incredible at the outset to to catch up with and think about how are we doing this. So um, we're extremely fortunate to have those folks here. Sweet. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, hope to see uh, you guys at the tailgate this weekend. Wait, you're going to let them go without asking for a score prediction in the game? I, I know. They're going to pick the Gamecocks, I think. I mean, <laughs> Sam Howell's not hanging out at the office today, is he? So, yeah, you guys can, <laughs> That's right. you guys can go ahead. And you can't predict a tie, you know. You have to you go with Carolina to win the game. Carolina's going to win. So. Carolina's going to win. I'm going to say – Move. Well 21 to 17, Carolina. That's my Ooh, So you're going okay. with a low score again. That's not a bad pick. That's, not, that's a good pick. Wait, which Carolina? <laughs> which Carolina? Oh, South, of course. Oh, South. the only Carolina. I'm not sure we were clear. I forget <laughs> the total of the Carolinas. If Chase is right about 21 to 17, that would be 38 total points scored in this game. The she over under 64 and a half. She'll have an NIL deal next week for, you know, Betting odds and hey, it, that, score predictors. It would, I said it's earlier. It would yeah, well, make no mistake. Chase, Chase is she's she's the she rules the roost. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> to spot on. Guys, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. I know we'll get you back here in a couple of weeks, and we, and we have future deals. Y'all will be announcing some new deals and stuff soon. Right? We we'll have a bunch of new deals coming out over the next month, and then um, um, some big team deals to announce. So a lot of very very interesting stuff to. to to check out well, that's an that's here. an understatement there's gonna be a lot coming guys that uh, you guys awesome. will see and all that so thanks guys appreciate it thank you there you go uh jeff hoffman chase belt with uh, park avenue sports that was a great interview with them by the way uh yeah and, and they've got they, there's you know they can't announce things until it happens uh I'm, I'm privy to some of the stuff that's coming down the pipe though and it's uh Hey, let's just say uh, maybe someday soon you'll be able to roll into an establishment in Columbia and get you a cheeseburger and eat it, and you're helping NIL, helping a player. So that's what I like. But we can't say anything. And it was, yeah, there there, but they said one key thing that I think right at the end, and it's kind of like you just caught it in passing the words team deals. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That, that's one thing they do. The, the whole team, like last year, the base, yeah. the baseball team got a shoe deal, and they all, all mm-hmm. got a. It's not. Like, it's like you know, a couple hundred bucks and a pair of shoes. But uh, yeah, it's not huge. But, but it's look, like you know, you, that, yeah, that, it's good for morale. You know, because you used to not be able to do things like that. By the way, Phil, we have yeah, I'm not yeah, see you now. Bye bye, out bye, dude, bye bye, moron. But anyway, but yeah, and it's always good. Again, I want to stress to all of you out there: if you're not a member of Carolina Rise. It's a good time to join that money. That's how that gets funded. That's how they make their money is you guys. So all of you that are members, you can take a lot of pride in the fact that you got you, you people, the Gamecock Nation, the power of the Gamecock Nation, got Nick Harbour a deal with Beats by Dre. Isn't that neat to think about? Yep. You know, you're eighteen dollars a month or whatever. That that facilitated this great big thing that's uh 
a huge impact not only on Nick himself and his family, but but uh, to help the university sell itself and the program to sell itself for the to be a player in this this new space uh, at a very high level. So uh, hats off to all you guys uh, for being members. And uh, if uh, if you guys aren't members, get involved, and uh, we'd love to have you. So and that's kind of where your money goes. Everybody says, "Where's my money go?" That's one thing. One place the money goes. So there you go. JC's grass is getting cut. Uh, we know that sound well here it's on Wednesday. the Gamecocks, the show. There's the, the, no the, doubt. The, the Sanchez's uh, are by. The, here they are. They, uh, whether, you, whether you're on the air or not, we're here. Uh, everybody stay safe as uh, as we continue to deal with uh, the hurricane moving its way. Uh, Idalia uh, now uh, just about to uh, make its way about halfway through the southern portion of Georgia and right up here into the Carolinas. It's going to be a going to be a rough weather day but uh, everybody out there keep keep your eyes on the screens and keep an eye on those tornado warnings we just had one here in the low country uh, not too long ago all right uh we are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters let me paint something.com if you live in georgia speaking of which or south carolina they'll paint it maybe you need that game room painted yep so you call let me paint something.com. They are the best and the coolest people out there as well. And uh, the Still family, uh, we can't thank them enough for our support, for their support of our program, but uh, most importantly, uh, for the fine work they do for those in our audience. Served by Chicken Cock Whiskey. Make sure you head to the app, the Chief Sports app. You'll find everything you need to know about them, including where to find Chicken Cock. So if you haven't downloaded our app, do it now. When we return, agree or disagree i've got three loaded statements for each mad dog and schubert right here on inside the gamecocks the show from the Sinorama studios electric bikes of charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels <laughs> magnum velotric invented bikes and more and they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric bikes in Charleston! Electric bikes in Charleston! Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Down here in the South, we don't always see eye to eye. While our taste in college football teams or what sauce, if any, goes best on a rack of ribs or what to mix with our Dixie vodka might be up for debate, we can all agree there's nothing better than a Southern tailgate. 
And like our favorite college teams, our ingredients come from small towns and big cities. They're grown in southern soil, are crafted by southern hands, and proudly represent the South in our backyard and beyond. So raise a glass of Dixie Southern Vodka to celebrate being made in America and raised in the South. program, you know, like Carolina Rise, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how, how important it is to get involved with these, with, with these programs because that goes straight to our student athletes. It goes straight to recruiting. It, it helps tremendously on multiple levels. And I know that it, it's one of those things you sometimes don't necessarily get to see it or feel it right away, but you will feel it in a negative way if you're not involved on the front end. Carolina Rise has been a huge impact in our program. Um, if you don't have good players, you don't compete, bottom line. And these days, as you mentioned, the 11.7 scholarships uh, is not near enough for what baseball players deserve. We have 35 players, um, yep. only 27 of which can get scholarships. And we have 11.7 scholarships to divide up among those 27 guys. So you're you're talking about the average player on our team is paying half a scholarship or half half his way to come here. Um, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And, you know, the NIL uh, market has allowed us to help kids afford to come here. It's helped kids to want to stay here. Now, there are guys on our team that would not be here probably without the NIL. And Carolina Rise has been a huge part of that. Um, you look at, we had three draft picks last year that decided to come back to South Carolina I don't know that that happens without the NIM. We appreciate Carolina Rise very much and everybody that's helping to facilitate that and, and help our players uh, is a big part of what we're doing now and what we'll do moving forward. Oh, you got to love it. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. We yeah, are... that's that's the impact that uh, JC was just talking about, what people uh, can make in South Carolina by uh, committing what you can. Don't overcommit yourself. Don't overcommit yourself. We, we all know that. No, no, but, uh, if you, I, uh, I'd, I'd rather have 30,000 people given $18 a month than 18 people given 30000 a month. Hey, listen, the most powerful waterfall for nothing but a giant collection of individual drops all working together. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's that's something that uh, all of us can be proud of, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys make a difference. It's not just the the big money people of the world. You guys can make a big difference. So, yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's no, no question about that. Speaking of being proud, uh, 20 Gamecocks are on active NFL rosters. Uh, Dennis Daly, Javon Gwynn, Jadavion Clowney, J.C. Horn, Hayden Hurst, both of them with the Panthers, by the way. 
Uh, Zach Pickens, uh, and how about the Cowboys? They got four Gamecocks on the active roster. Jalen Brooks made it, Rico Dowdle, Stephon Gilmore, and Izzy McQuamu. Uh, and one of the neat stories out there, and, uh, and I, I just have to say that I talked to his dad not long ago, and he, he told me, he said, I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to make it. They love him, and he's going to be a big part of what they do, and that is Nate Adkins. Uh, who have made the roster with the Denver Broncos. They've been raving about him all offseason. He's going to be a big-time player out there in mile-high country. So hats off to him and Coach Craig Atkins, who's a great guy. Uh, J.J. Inigbari with Green Bay. Keyshawn Nixon with Green Bay. Ernest Jones, uh, Cam Smith, Nick Muse, D.J. Wonham. Adam Prentice, how about that, huh? Javon Kinlaw. And Debo Samuel Prentice and, and Nagins just prove there's still room for the Pat DeMarco style running back uh, in the uh, in the NFL uh, or the or the Mike Allstott if you want to call it that some 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 may um, Demir Bird, Shy Smith, Josh Van, Taylor Stallworth, Joe Charlton, Darius Rush, Zach Bailey, Kevin Harris, Brian Edwards, and Kobe Smith. They were all waived, but as of 33 minutes ago, the waiver wire process. Uh, was uh, the deadline hit. So now teams will start building their practice squads. My gut tells me, guys, a lot of the dudes that I just mentioned, those 10 guys there, they're, they're going to make ro- – Brian Edwards is going to make a roster. Um, you know, uh, so Darius, Darius Russ got cut? Yeah, yeah Russ is an interesting one for me there. They're, again, again, let it play out, right? Um, and sometimes it's the it's the business side of the NFL. So Kevin Harris is going to make a roster. I mean, these guys are going to play. Uh, Zach Bailey is a guy who, by the way, had a great camp, but the Chargers had to make a tough tough cut there, and they did it with him. Zach Bailey is a guy who's going to get picked up, and he's going to he's going to make a roster. I, I, I want to just point out to everybody uh, of the guys you just mentioned. One was a transfer from William and Mary. Everybody hated him because he came from William and Mary. Muse. One was a transfer from Wingate who took all kinds of crap. He yeah. came from Wingate and he made it. And uh, one was a transfer from East Tennessee that everybody was like, well, that's nepotism because they <laughs> took him late. And, and his dad's on the team. Is that it's nepotism? Why does he get a scholarship? So just wanted to point out, you know, so, so, and I fought against that narrative because it, you know, you just little, little smaller schools, smaller programs produce NFL talent. They just don't produce them in large numbers. So mm-hmm. you can find a really special player at that level. Um, so I just want to point that out to everybody. And uh, hey, Nate Atkins making it makes me extremely happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg is a, and I don't know him uh, as well as JB does uh, and all that, but he is a, you could just tell when he got the job here, thankful to be back in the SEC. Oh, but, he loves but it. But the way he talks about his family, and, he, you know, he's overcome some health issues, still a very big part of the program, uh, yeah. just not uh, coaching on the field. That's Lonnie Teasley now. But uh, just happy for him as a dad, you know, and a, as a man because he's a yeah. good man. Yeah. Uh, and Nate, they say what you want, man, toward the end of the year, man. When Nate got hurt in the Gator Bowl, that, that really cost the Gamecocks. So uh, just happy to see him make it and uh, – Fired up that uh, you know he's getting to play for Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, yep. you know, yeah. Well, look, I you know I can you know I'd be happy to share it now. When I spoke to Coach Atkins, you know, I guess it's been a couple of months ago. We, we talked for had a one, amazing conversation. Because um, you're right, he Greg Atkins is 
Wow. Um, you know, just a stand-up guy. And and he was telling me, he said that he had spoke to Sean Payton when his son got out there. And, and he said, you know, of course, Coach Payton wasn't going to come right out to him and say, hey, your son's going to be on the Broncos roster. He's got to make the roster. But he, he said that the way that Sean Payton was uh, was talking to Greg about his son, he said, I knew it then. You know, my, my kid, he ain't going to go out there and just go through the motions. You know, he's, he's going to play football. You know, if he shows up to do something, he's going to do it. And he's like, and I knew the way that he was talking about my son, I knew my son was going to be on an NFL roster. And he literally got tears in his eyes. I was like, man, coach, you don't make me cry. Um, I mean, really neat. And, and I know he's really proud of him. And, you know, Nate's story is a little is interesting because a lot of people think that he just, um, you know, wasn't highly recruited or anything like that. I mean, you know, he wasn't highly recruited as a lot of the names you just heard me list, but Nate was also a hell of a baseball player. You know, and he kind of had a crossroads early in his college career about what he was going to do. I didn't know all this stuff. So his dad was kind of filling me in. So you just that 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 goes to show you, JC, once again, to your point that you made a moment ago. You know, you don't ever judge a book by its cover. You don't know the reasons things happen. You don't know why people are where they are and and end up doing some of the things that they do. Um, you know, the Nate Atkins story began to get told last year when Carolina started winning games and he had a lot to do with it. And uh, and I'll just leave it at this, and we'll get into our agree or disagree. But as Coach uh, Coach Coach Atkins mentioned to me, he goes, "Forget what he did with the football in his hand. Watch what he did without it. That's why he's going to be on an NFL roster." And I started paying attention, when, going back watching some of these old games. I said, "Damn! If you drew Nate Atkins on a block on a blocking assignment, you lost. Uh, you know, he he went right through you. Uh, so." Congratulations to the Atkins family. That is a really neat story. Really cool. Yeah. But before somebody asks, the answer is I don't know. Because uh, people ask all the time, who's going to fill that role? That, that kind of, you know, because a lot of times in the Tennessee game last year, Nate was the, the, the only, he's the back in the backfield. You know, there were no backs. It was, they were four wide and Nate was back there blocking. He said like the protector, you know, yeah. like the secret service. Back there, you know, uh, and I don't know. I, I don't. I, there's not. Is it Nick Elksness? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So, um, and you know who it might be? See. Might be Josh Simon. They don't look alike, but Josh Simon has every characteristic that this that Nate Atkins had. So, never, never doubt that Josh Simon can be a devastating blocker. And I heard Trey Knox is pretty good at blocking too. I heard. Yeah. Th- this is not a. A oh well, they're not really tight ends. They're more receivers, guy kind of deal. These guys are physical. They're very, he's a very physical player. I'm gonna be physical. He's physical. <laughs> my, my son Skip. My son Skip told me he was a very physical player. University of Notre Dame. Uh, that was he a good one. They got decent tight ends up there. Uh, Notre, Notre Dame does it. Tight end. Yeah. He has gigantic Nordic dude. Yeah, that's right. These big Norsemen. big Norsemen, like freaking <laughs> Johansson. Uh, I, I, said, I, I usually say if your last name ends in an itch, bitch, or ski, you're a pretty good offensive lineman because, you know, you're from that Rust Belt area or whatever. But if your last name's Johansson, that's a whole different level. Yeah. Johansson. <laughs> My name is Olaf Johansson. I play for the Irish. 
I bet you do. I'm a Robinson <laughs> tackle. <laughs> Olaf Johansson, Mar, cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. <laughs> I'd be scared. I'd poop my pants if Olaf Johansson came out. He's probably got all those uh, Celtic Viking tattoos and stuff all up and down his arm. <laughs> Worship some pagan god before the game. This wild man of hair. All of a sudden, I'm limping and my right butt cheek itches, and I don't know what's going on because I've got a Nordic curse on me. And he pile drives me into the ground, breaks my helmet in two. Also, check it. Uh, do y'all want to do agree or disagree, or do you want to keep doing I'm this? sorry. No more. No more. Whatever. All off, John. Uh, I, I, just, I, I am happy I just made up a new character. So that's a, that I'll add him yeah, to my, right. my repertoire. Fantastic. Can't wait for that. Oh, gosh. By the way, uh, Craig said, I thought the kid from Chapin may be that dude that Atkins was. Well, Craig, let's be fair here. Let's be fair. Hold on. Xavier Short was a freshman last year. <laughs> Nate Atkins was a fifth-year senior. Well, let's just give him some time. He might be when he's a fifth-year senior. Uh, we we got a we gotta ways to go. All right, agree or disagree uh, relating specifically to the ball game this week? We'll start with Mad Dog. Are you ready, Mad Dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks ready, guys. Here he goes. Okay, all right, Mad Dog. South Carolina will score more than 35 points on Saturday. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Disagree? Oh, up to the... Okay, you are going on the Shane Beamer board of shame. Oh, I didn't, say can't score 35 I didn't think they're going to score 35 points. I'm, I'm one of those of the hey. belief that this game's going to hit the under. You are. Yep. 63? Is it 63 and a half still? I thought it was 64. It might be 64. Maybe bet up. 64 and a half. 64 and a half. Yeah. I was, uh, so it, you're, it's interesting is because I was thinking about what what is my score prediction going to be on Friday. So I'm going to sit here and think, and I settled on 34. So <laughs> had one less. 34. Uh-huh. 34. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Okay. This is going to go on to, uh, let me text. Uh, let's text Shane and let him know Phil is not a believer in your offense. Dun, dun, dun. Somebody okay. let Dowell Loggins know. <laughs> hey, Dowell, you're not going to believe it. All right. Uh, so, Phil. Phil's going with the under. We'll check these on Monday and see who's the bigger idiot. Okay, JC, Spencer Rattler will throw for more yards than Drake May on Saturday. Agree or disagree? Agreed. JC. Okay, Shane. No, I just JC, JC is on your side. I just uh, I, I think North Carolina is going to try to run the ball. You know, I think that's going to be their game plan, and uh, and I think South Carolina is going to probably try to attack down the field quite a bit. So, uh, with yeah. that being said, that's, I, what I, I, that's what I think I, that I, may I, not happen, but that's what I think. No, I agree with I I agree with you. I I, I think that he will. I think for two reasons. I think number one, style of play, and number two, bulletin board, like where Phil just got his face postered on. Um, I think that uh, Phil and Hale McGranahan are turning into the enemy. So we'll we'll just keep pushing that narrative. Um, we don't have to do it. We're motivating. I'm just kidding, Mando. Okay. All right. Uh, back to, to Mad Dog side of the fence. South Carolina. Phil, 
will run for more than 125 yards on Saturday. Agree or disagree? I agree. You agree? Okay, yep, I Phil, agree. Phil working I his agree. way off of bulletin board. I feel like there's going to be plenty of opportunities for this team to run the ball uh, against North Carolina. By the way, you said 34 points. Yeah. Didn't you say 35? I mean, really? Yeah, you couldn't just get to 34. 35, huh, Phil? You had to go with 34. I had settled. I, was, uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm with know. Bobby. That hating ass, hating ass hail. And yeah, that's throw. right. That's it. <laughs> All right. I keep okay. my expectations low. That way I'm not off disappointed. <laughs> Fair enough. It's average. You know what? That's the, that's that's the I'd call that the Gamecock way. Uh, that's what you should do to keep some sort of sanity. Uh so okay. All right, I'm with you there. All right, JC. Uh let's see. Question or excuse me, bold statement number two in our very infamous agree or disagree segment. North Carolina will be held under 150 yards rushing on Saturday. Keep in mind, South Carolina last year allowed an average of 198 rushing yards per game, and the Tar Heels return. Uh, their deepest position is probably running back, including three returning guys who've carried it a lot. And then, of course, we we all well know here that uh, their starting quarterback, Drake Mazer, returning leading rusher. Let me, uh, let me say that one more time because I just talked over it. North Carolina will be held under 150 yards rushing on Saturday. Agree or disagree? Disagree. I think, I think they'll be between 150 and 200. Okay, back on JC, headed back to the bulletin board for Shane Beamer. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be one of those uh one of those shows that just, you know, lives in their jock strap. Are we not are we not that show? There's a plenty of those out there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just no, yeah, I, I I mean look, you can still win the football game and give up that many yeah. rushing yards, you know. Uh, well, we'll we're going to determine, but based on your responses, who's going to win the football game here in just a minute. My feel is, it's like, okay, so they'll have that many yards, but it may, like, half of it may come on one play, you know. Uh, like, I'm I'm worried to death about, like, this British Brooks guy who made the one big play for him in the bowl game against Carolina. Right. Yeah. Um, as fast as he is and, and that style of offense and the, the, the window dressing eye candy stuff – it that that's kind of what it's designed for is for a fast guy. Like everybody gets out of position, a fast guy starts up the field and it's the first game. So I can see that happening. I can see that happen. Well, you got to think chip Lindsay would be an idiot to not, you know, make it look like may was going to run the ball and then just, you know, mm-hmm. hand it off to somebody to just blow through. A, a missed assignment you know it's like you got that i worry about the same thing jc it was like you know you got a the eye discipline where i think it'll be better this year um i could see them scoring an early explosive run play or you know in the game early yeah yeah they're explosive i i don't, I, I think that uh we're burying our heads in the sand to think that they're not going to have a couple of big plays at least uh in the game so um Okay, so we'll put you back on Shane's bulletin board, JC. Disagree. All right, uh, number three here for Mad Dog. The Gamecocks, Phil, here, this is a fun one. You ready? Rub that head. The Gamecocks 
actual score, a special teams or defensive touchdown on Saturday. I agree. You agree? Yeah. Do you care to share whether it's special teams, defense, or both? I think it'll be defense. Okay, so you are on Pete Limbo's bulletin board. You think that their special teams? Oh, I didn't say score Pete wasn't going to dial up some I'm sort of muddle huddle just... crazy two point conversion. That's I mean, you know, you didn't ask me about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Pete. Uh, Phil said that um, you can't score a special teams touchdown, and you're not good enough. That's what I interpreted that. So you agree? Okay, I would agree with that, Phil. I think that um, I think something strange will happen as it generally does in Charlotte. Charlotte's had a lot of strange things over the years with uh, Gamecock football. Strange stuff. And I don't expect it to be strangeless this week. All right, um, that's not a word, but I used it. All right, finally, to Schubert. Juice Wells will be South Carolina's leading receiver Saturday night. Agree or disagree, Schubert? Disagree. Disagree. On to the bulletin board for Juice Wells. Juice, JC doesn't think you're any good. Okay, let's write that down. I'll send him that note tonight. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Out of curiosity, who are you going with? Xavier Leggett or a tight end? Go Josh Simon. No, actually, Josh uh, Simon. Receptions, I'll go Simon or Knox. Uh, uh, Yardage, I'm going to go Amarian Brown. Yardage was. Think he pops Marion Brown. Yeah, I thought finally he's due. Yeah, yeah, he is. So. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it'd be nice he, to actually uh, see him, you know, get a target beyond five yards down the field. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, I what I was told is that um, Dowell Loggins uh, has plays in his playbook that go beyond the line of scrimmage. I heard that no. through the grapevine. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool stuff. That'll be yeah. fun to see. Then. You you look around the country and you try to figure it out sometimes. Why do they throw the ball past the line of scrimmage? We, we don't do that around here. Looks like I, uh, all the, if, if they run tempo and this is a high flying offense and they're chucking the ball down the yard, we're going to have to settle in on calling this the danger zone offense. Are we not? I mean, is that not something we can all get behind? We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, the, we're, we're the getting danger. there. The danger zone. Logan's the offense. danger zone. I'm to Dow's Danger Zone. Dow's Danger Zone. Dow's Danger Zone. All right, 12.51. We have got to hit our final time. <laughs> this place called Summer of 69. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's Brad Adams, not Kenny Loggins. My bad. Yeah, that's Crap. Right. Hey, don't be, don't be disrespecting old Kenny now. We're part of the Chief Sports Network. The Chief Sports Network, Network is proudly presented by Dixie Vodka, DixieVodka.com. Serve your game day today. We'll be right back. Chicken cock originated in Kentucky, like so many other bourbons. And so the resurrection of it, you know, Paris, Kentucky, that's the county seat of Bourbon County. So much of this whiskey was being made in that Bourbon County, put on ships and barges and shipped down in Ohio, down the Mississippi, and got to New Orleans where it got distributed all over the world. And people kept saying, well, hey, I want some more of that whiskey from Bourbon County. And so that's how Bourbon Whiskey uh, got its name. And Chicken Cock originated actually in Paris, Kentucky, which is today Bourbon County. 
If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Fossil, Caldwell, Banker, Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go game cops. JC, you had uh, you had dipped out on us earlier because you um, uh, had a very important phone call. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You had a big important. Phone. So I had, um, to go the, I had to go to the bathroom. But I, I but I mean, let me let me put the. I, I'm really ex, I, I'm really excited for tomorrow night. Obviously, I cannot wait till Saturday. But this is this is the time of the year where you outside of bowl season. Where the only time of the year, well, no, that's not true. In November, you do because you get matching, but you get five straight days of football, and it's quality football because tomorrow night you got some big games. You get uh, Georgia Tech and Louisville on Friday night. We all know about Saturday, Sunday night, of course, LSU, Florida State, and then Monday night, Duke will beat Clemson. And so you got five straight days of football. Um, but I mentioned earlier we were talking about you know how they've kind of tried to dress up the Graham Mertz situation down in the swamp. And the fact that you've got this big high – and I get it, Cam Rising, you know, being out, 
uh, is, a, is a big deal if he's officially out. I don't know if they've announced it, but if he is. All right, so here's my point, though. Utah, Florida, traditionally, they score a lot of points, right? The over-under in that game is 43-and-a-half. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, How is that even possible? It is 43-and-a-half between these two programs. Guess what? Guess who else's over-under is at 43 points on Thursday night, boys and girls? Without peeking, just take a guess. On Thursday night? Oh, Matt Rule and the <coughs> Cornhuskers make the trek to Nebraska the, at 8 o'clock on Fox. The, the Al Shat offense. 43. <laughs> 43. Nebraska and Minnesota. You would think Utah and Florida would be like 60, 65. They're going to score some points. Both of them. 43 and a half and 43. It's just Yo, Minnesota is going to beat the brakes off of yeah, them. I'm like, what's the line on that? You know, because whatever it is. Seven point favorite. It's only seven? Yeah. Are they playing in Lincoln? Is yeah, that why? No, they're playing no. in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Take take the Golden Gophers. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it... Gold Gophers. Gold golfers. By the way, we 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 do JC and Morgan every week. Mike's had a deep dive on the uh, last program to three peat in college football as national champions. It was the Minnesota Golden Golfers in the thirties, uh, and we just haven't been able to get to it just yet. You want to talk about people named Olaf Johansson? I bet they had a lot of Olaf Johansons on that Minnesota team back then. <laughs> You remember Rose from uh, Golden Girls? It was from St. Olaf, Minnesota. St. Olaf. Yeah, yeah. St. Olaf. Betty White. I met Betty White once. Met, really? Yeah. Dude, that's wow. awesome. That's yeah. the nugget. You just slipped that on us at 1259? Drop that right on in what? there right here at the end. Yeah, okay. I met what Betty White. All right, it's a fun story, actually. You, you don't just get to say that and then, well, it's time to go. I mean, I, right. That's right. Uh, no. Betty White. I met Betty White. It was probably, it, I mean, it was at the height of the Golden Girls era because it was like 87, 88, right? So we were in uh, uh, Mount Vernon in Virginia the uh, home of Washington, George Washington. And we, as we often did, cause we lived in the area at the time. And my sister who was uh, a bit of a menace as a child was one of the, uh, one of those uh, leash kids. So we were standing outside of the bathroom. Put and, Kelly on a leash. Somebody yes, get Kelly's Kelly leash. Somebody Kel, give me, it's, give it's me Kelly's leash. <laughs> and, uh, my sister wrapped herself around Betty White as she was coming out of the bathroom with her leash <laughs> at Mount Vernon. She handled it with grace and, you know, just blew it off. My grandmother was there, of course, and, and got a picture with her. Uh, but we did. Betty White was, uh, she was just, you know, wonderful to me. She, I remember it. It was, uh, it was great. But yeah, met Betty White. Well, that is. An interesting story. Oh, is that that's Riley? They're cool. We had to pick him up with a tornado warning. It's which Riley. one is which? And that's Hello? that's there Anna. they are. There they, they are. are. There they you are. Both. Uh, those two are. Those two will get make you tired. They had <laughs> they, they had pajama day at school, so that's Aww. why it looks like they haven't been out of bed yet. Nice. Well, I'll be done in a second, girls. Almost. Done. I have pajama day every day. Right here in the studios, Studio North. 
Sonorama Studio North Pajama Day. Yep, pajama pants. <laughs> Thanks to Jeff Hoffman and Chase Belt for joining us at the top of the hour earlier. Tomorrow is Thursday, and that means that we will be joined by Who are we joined by tomorrow? It's Perry. Tomorrow. Oh, Perry Orth. Sorry, Perry. The earthquake. The earthquake. Yeah, I talked to Perry last night, too. Perry Orth, uh, Chris Phillips, and the golden tones of Mike Morgan. Michael Morgan. And but, then uh, uh, Friday, Flint, Wando's World. Yep. And we're work- working on a couple of other things for Friday. Uh, just kind of give everybody a heads up here, too. Our Friday programming in the fall will be not different um but it will be unique in the fact that you will be able to if you miss it take it into uh saturday morning as a bit of a pregame program for south carolina football on the weekends and uh we will do everything we can to get you prepared for each week's game and um we'll make some picks and all that type stuff too but it'll be a lot of fun and you'll leave smarter we think we'll try We'll work on the smart part, but we're going to do our best to get through it. Thanks again to our friends at Park Avenue, and most notably to all of you, and always thanks to Mad Dog and Schubert, and really cannot wait to see everybody in Charlotte here in just a couple of days. For Phil and JC, I'm JB. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. Download the app. Participate in the Chicken Cock Challenge. We've been built by the Barndo Co. Always live from the Sinorama Studios. See you tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.